0: Friday March 16th 2018 you are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast and I am your host Clint Daly coming to you from the Mile High City that is Denver Colorado we get together every single weekday and we talk sports with a dose of common sense might mix in some sarcasm here or there and we are happy to have you with us today happy Friday to you I hope that maybe in just some small way we have helped you get through your work week in some small way Of course, March Madness got kicked off yesterday. March Madness never fails to deliver. Seems like every single season. I mean, we got started right out of the gates very, very early. Rhode Island, Oklahoma goes to overtime. Going to be discussing a few things in March Madness today. Hey, if you would like to contact us and let us know how you are doing on this Friday, we would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, DailyDoseSports at gmail.com or... Go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. We do have a lot to get to today. Of course, we do have some breaking news. We want to talk a little bit about some of the March Madness games that we did see yesterday. Plus, we are going to be finishing our interview with longtime high school basketball coach Russ McKinstry. You know, Coach Mack has been involved in basketball for so long that when we have a tournament like this, I like to get his thoughts on exactly what to expect. And we did sit down with Russ for a long time. Just kind of talked tournament, talked basketball, got his thoughts on how he thought this tournament was going to go. Going to share all that with you in just a few minutes. Plus, as we do every single Friday, we will have our Daily Dose Top 5 today, a very popular segment on the show. You know you have to stick around for the Daily Dose Top 5. You know, like we said, March Madness did get off to a great start yesterday. Rhode Island and Oklahoma played to overtime in the very first game of of the day. That's just kind of how this was going to go. Trey Young, I mean, he played pretty well, but some poor shot selection and some missed opportunities. And now the selection committee has to answer for why the Sooners were even in this tournament to begin with. Does sound like now Trey Young will be headed to the NBA. You know, we discussed that a little bit with Russ McKinstry yesterday. I'm not sure how he's going to be. Be interesting to keep an eye on that, though. But in the first game of the tournament, this was what we got. Overtime, last-second shots, comebacks, just a lot of fun just right off the bat. We saw Gonzaga making a number of bracket makers very, very nervous as they had to hold on for dear life against UNC Greensboro. Then we did get an upset and a buzzer beater in Dallas as number 11 Loyola Chicago's Dante Ingram splashed the first buzzer beater of the tournament they knock off Miami. Here is a clip actually from True TV. one time out, they don't take it. And the are moving on. But of course, the biggest upset of day one goes to the number 13. Buffalo Bulls, who don't just beat number four Arizona, a team that people thought might be able to win it all. No, Buffalo puts on a clinic in how to defend DeAndre Ayton and embarrass the Wildcats with superior guard play. Hey, kind of a quick side note, be sure to listen to the interview with Coach Mack today when we discuss Arizona, which was obviously recorded prior to the game last night, Because there are some interesting things that you're going to want to hear when we discuss Arizona and what's going on with Sean Miller. All in all, just another amazing day of March Madness yesterday on the first day. You know, we're going to have more great games today. And here's the most exciting part. Then we get great matchups coming over the weekend. I mean, Kentucky playing that Buffalo squad. I want to see that. Ohio State playing Gonzaga. I want to see that. It is always a fun tournament. And once again, this year, it's just living up to the hype again. It is the only sports event that always, always lives up to the hype. And we're just getting started. Another exciting day of March Madness on day one. Hey, coming back, we will finish up our interview with Russ McKinstry. What top teams could be the most vulnerable in this tournament? And which lower seeds could be playing Cinderella? Plus, we will get his final four prediction. We will get to all that right after this. We now continue our conversation with Coach Russ McKinstry. You know, looking at the Big Ten, I didn't think they got much respect from the committee at all. But we got Michigan State and Michigan at like three. You got Ohio State at four or five. I mean, it didn't seem like the Big Ten got much respect from the committee. How much do you think the Big Ten is going to be affected by that long layoff? They ran their conference tournament over a week ago. Now they've had to sit there for a week and... Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing?
1: Uh, good question. You know, and um, yeah, I I think that Big Ten has some really dangerous change. And, you know, um, if the coaches handled that break in the right way and they gave their chance, you know, the players a chance to, to re-energize, heal, get healthy again, get away from the game maybe for a day or two if they took that approach, it might be, uh, you know, a blessing in disguise. But if you have, you know the coach that uh, just kept on grinding during that that long week, where everybody else is playing, and they weren't. Then it might be you know a situation where you set yourself up to get upset right away. But you know, I, I tell say a team that would be scary to play is Michigan right now. Yep. You know, if, if I was on their side of the bracket, I would be very leery of of, of their squad. They they are very well coached um, by John Beeline, and uh, they seem to be really playing well here down the stretch and. You know, Michigan State and Michigan, those are two teams that uh, really could go a long ways in this tournament.
0: Well, and you mentioned it before, but Matt Painter and Purdue and the big man that they have out there, and just the same thing, well-coached, tough, hard-nosed teams. I don't know, we might be sleeping a little bit on the Big Ten, and that might be a mistake, because I think these are pretty good teams.
1: Yeah, you're right. No, it it was uh, a very good year for the Big Ten, and... You know the Pac-12 was obviously down, and you know I thought they should should have got a few more teams, but uh, uh, the Big Ten and the Big 12 too, you know, very, very competitive conferences. But this year, I think the Big Ten was much better than the Big 12. So yeah, watch out for those teams.
0: Speaking of the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, we know the distractions that teams like Arizona and Sean Miller, Michigan State and Tom Izzo have had to face this year. Hey, both of these teams are loaded. Either one of them could win the whole thing. How tough is it to get your kids to buy into that us against the world mentality as opposed to letting it beat you down? Because it would be real easy to say, man, everybody hates us. Everybody's against us. We're hearing it every single night. That's got to be really difficult for those to get. They're keeping their squad somehow focused.
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh, and I think you have probably two of the masters uh, of the coaching you know, fraternity. At Arizona and Michigan State and and Miller and and Izzo that will just take that, eat it up and they'll use that to their advantage. So I I think you're going to see two strong performances from those two squads. And, you know, Arizona probably has, you know, if not the best player in Ayton, you know, the second best player to, to Bagley from Duke. Those two to me are the two best players in the country. So. Uh, you know, yeah, they'll sleep on either one of those. And I don't think anybody ever sleeps on Michigan State in their zone anyway. But uh, I wouldn't expect them to let any of this uh, controversy uh, uh, be detrimental to their performance. In fact, I think it will urge them to play even better. I really do.
0: And look at the situation with Sean Miller. And I'm just going, I don't know where it can go. Like, unless we have, like, legitimate evidence, unless we have this paper trail that we can track. I know they have the phone call, but anybody could say anything on a phone call. I just... I don't know if this is going to go anywhere.
1: You know, initially I thought it would, but, you know, I, I lived and coached out in Arizona, and um, I can say firsthand from firsthand experience those people are crazy out there. <laughs> and when it comes to Arizona basketball, uh, they're not only crazy, they're insane. They're psychos. And you talk about a reason that just absolutely loves their basketball program. So if there is any way, and there's a lot of powerful people in that state with a lot of money. Uh, I don't think it's going to even be a factor probably even by next fall. I think it's going to be swept away somehow and probably shouldn't be. There's probably some things that are going on, where there's smoke there's fire, but sure. I, I'm like you, I have a feeling that uh, this probably will go away.
0: Well, and especially it'll go away if he finds a way to get them to the final four or he finds a way to go win something significant right. this year. Yeah, it's all going to go away. We're not going to hear a word about it anymore.
1: <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, I and mean, that's... Uh, you know, good old U.S. today. That's kind of the way we, we live anymore. It's, we all love winners.
0: Yes, we do. If we, if we love we, our winners. Lose,
1: <laughs> we love our winners. And uh, if if you happen to get upset early, then who knows? It might be revisited.
0: Yeah, they're playing for a lot. Of, there's a lot at stake, I think, for, for Sean Miller down at Arizona. But we'll see how they do. Yeah. They are loaded. My one concern yeah. with Arizona, I don't know if they shoot it well enough. We'll see if anyone can make them shoot it because they can pound it inside and they don't have to shoot it. But if someone makes them shoot it, really forces them outside, we'll see. If they can hit the shots, then they're going to be in business. If not, they could get in some trouble.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're you're right. I think Alonzo Trier is going to have to have a very special tournament because if he doesn't, I think they'll be in trouble. I think he's really going to have to play even above. And he's very good. I think he's going to have to even play above the standard he's set already for himself. I think he's going to have to be really spectacular.
0: Coach, if you're looking at the top seeds in this tournament, ones, twos, threes, I guess anything—I don't know—above a five or something like that. Or is there someone out there that you look at and say they might be more vulnerable than what their seed shows? Is there a team out there up top that you might think might not have as as the good like they they look on paper?
1: Oh man, let me see. I have to think about. You know, I love um, I love uh, Jim Laronega at Miami, but uh, I think uh, as yeah. a six seed, they're very vulnerable right now. I think uh, you know a uh, Kansas.
0: Yeah, that's who I thought uh, of I too. Think,
1: yeah, I think Kansas at times plays disinterested, or sometimes they come in overconfident and and not prepared to play. You know, up to their up to their level, just because they're kind of lackadaisical in their approach. So I, I always worry about Kansas, and it's a team that I think is always subject to an early upset round. So I'd be worried about them. Duke, the way Duke is this year, because they can't play a lick of defense. No, they can't. You know, they have Rhode Island early, and I would be a little bit worried. as a Dukey. You know, is their is team going to show up? And you never know what crazy Grayson Allen's going to do, you know. So, uh, so we'll see about them, too.
0: Well, when you see Coach K playing as much zone as he's playing, I mean, he's just trying to hide those guys. And they're so talented yeah. offensively. They just don't play a lick of defense. They're so bad.
1: No yeah it, it's almost heartbreaking to see him have to go to a to a old school two three zone where he's just depending on athleticism but not a defensive mentality to to get defensive stops and yeah, it's just uh yeah, I never thought that they Duke would resorts to that type of play, but he's doing what he's got to do and it's gotten him this far and, but that again that makes them subject to some problems early on.
0: Coaches, Auburn stumbling down the stretch a little bit. Bruce Pearl squad had some injuries.
1: Yeah, you know that's that's they're one of those teams, and you know they should end up playing Clemson in that second round. I think it should they end up playing probably if they win the first game. That that one again is one I wouldn't put any money on. I think that is wide open, and it would surprise me to see Clemson come out of there and uh, beating Auburn, and you know Auburn has Charleston and. College of Charleston, man, they, you know, they're dangerous. And they're a the team that can spread and shoot the ball. And, yeah, and both those same funds the same thing. They play New Mexico State, and New Mexico State on a given night can beat them. So They can play some you know, defense. Who knows it might be, yeah, right. You, you never know who's going to win those games right there.
0: It's going to be a fun, crazy tournament. We know the the top four seeds look like the, the big dogs, obviously. Virginia? Villanova, Xavier, Kansas—they look like the big dogs. Who are the teams that are just a little below that that might be kind of sneaky? Is there a team out there that you've seen that maybe a little bit below the the radar?
1: You know, I, I definitely—I don't know if they're below the radar, but you look at the number four, like uh, Gonzaga. Yes. You know, I, I can—I have. In fact, I would pick them to make it to the final four. I'm. I just have a feeling that they're uh, they're going to have the opportunity to beat either Michigan or North Carolina State, and they and they might do it. So, you know, another one that, um, Cincinnati's a, a two seed, but that Tennessee squad, you know, is, is a three seed, I think. And Tennessee is extremely, extremely talented. So I could see them as a three seed, maybe sneaking through there a little bit. Uh, you know, you always have the Wichita State team that yeah. <laughs> just every year seems to be able to find a way to, to get into the Sweet 16 or Elite 8. And, So, yeah, you know some of those traditional powers that maybe aren't uh, thought of as highly this year, but could really sneak through there and and do some damage against uh, some of the favorites.
0: Glad you brought up Tennessee. Rick Barnes is one of those coaches. My goodness, everywhere he goes, he just gets great talent. They just win every single play. I thought when he was at Texas and he left, I thought he might be done. Goes to Tennessee, looks like he's reinvigorated. He's doing great things at Tennessee.
1: Yeah. No, he he is. He's always been underrated, underappreciated. And I know in Texas they never, you know, probably gave him his just due and uh but I I think what he does, like you said, I think he's a very, very good recruiter. You know, he gets uh he gets kids that uh are pretty gifted and they buy into that, to what he's selling and the style of play that he likes to play and uh I, and I'm happy because I think he's a good person and, yeah. and I'm glad he you know would look like a career that was probably over as, been able to uh, be reinvigorated and these students from really good things in Tennessee and you know that's that's cool for a school like Tennessee who's known as the football tower to to have some successes as a basketball team too. I like that,
0: Coach. I know that you did this because I know you and I know that you would do this. You watched a ton of those conference tournaments and I did the same thing. And you're watching some of these little schools and some of these little tournaments and you're you're checking out some of these teams that we don't get to see usually. Were there any of those little schools? that kind of stood out to you where you were like, hey, you better be real, real careful. I know we talked about New Mexico State. I thought they were a team kind of stood out to me just defensively. They're going to be kind of tough. Any of those little schools, those lower seeds, that might just sneak up and bite somebody in this tournament?
1: Yeah, in fact, it's probably the favorite thing that I like uh, watching because it gives the opportunity to, to see some of those lower-level teams. And, and those coaches, I think, are some of the – most underrated, underappreciated coaches because they're taking less talent and they're figuring out ways to compete with the big boys and I, I really enjoy that aspect of the game of basketball is watching teams like that. I would say out of those teams, I would say watch out for Murray State. I'd say he's really, really good and really athletic as well. Uh Chicago. Um they can shoot it Yeah, they're good. They're really good. So on a given night. Uh you know, Davidson is another school that you're in and you're out. You know, they're always flirting with, you know, getting to the Sweet 16 and beating teams that are, you know, from the, the upper level of the collegiate ranks. So I uh, like them. And like I so said, I like College of Charleston too, you know, who has a really rich basketball tradition. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're a scary team too. So those are some of the teams that I'm watching for and kind of actually rooting for to maybe get a W and maybe, you know, get two or three uh Games in the tournament, which would be you know fun for the underdogs to make that kind of run.
0: Is there an advantage to playing these goofy play-in games where you kind of get on a roll before you get to the tournament? Is there any advantage there, or is that just an extra pain-in-the-butt game that you've got to play? I look at these 11 seeds, the 16s, we know what's going to happen at the 16s. They're just happy to be there, whatever. I look at these 11s, Arizona State, Syracuse, St. Bonnie's, and UCLA, and I say, they get a game under their belt and then they come in and they face, what, a six seed? That's not the worst thing, is it, to kind of get that first game jitters out of the way. If you can get by that first, is there any advantage there?
1: I think you see that, you know, in high school basketball, college basketball, that, yeah, if you can get a win and you're healthy, you can, you can actually use that as, a, as an experience to get through. You know, the first game of the tournament's always the hardest. Yes. It really is, because... You're nervous. Your kids can't help but think of, okay, we can't lose this one because that's going to be embarrassing and it's going to ruin our season. So a lot of teams get uptight. A lot of coaches get uptight. A lot of, a lot of kids try and play too hard or do too much. So if you can get to that first, first tournament game, that kind of settles the nerves and, and you kind of get into rhythm and you get past that, that first game. Oh no, what's going to happen? Uh, and you just kind of then you just kind of start playing, you know, then it's just one game after another. And it's just basketball. You're just simply playing. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that sometimes that can be used as an advantage if, if you can get through it and, and you're healthy and, it, you know, your kids aren't ran down and the travel hasn't got to them or, you know, finals or, you know, whatever else that you know is going on in their crazy lives. If, if you can kind of manage all of that, you can actually use it to your advantage.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at that, (laughs) and I'm especially looking at that St. Bonaventure's UCLA matchup, and the winner gets Florida, who might be the most schizophrenic team in the whole country. And I'm going, Florida, you might be in trouble. Either one of those teams could come in and beat them.
1: Yeah, no doubt. You know, what's interesting is UCLA's kind of that same kind of team as Florida. I mean, they, they can beat anybody, but they can lose to anybody, so... Wouldn't surprise me, I'm not I'm not sure what the score is, but it wouldn't surprise me to see St. Bonaventure even beat them because they're like Florida. They're just you never know what you're gonna get.
0: Hey, those Bonnies can play a little bit. I watched a little bit of their tournament too. Yeah. They're a pretty yeah. scrappy group. I kinda like what what they do. Uh Stephen F. Austin is. is one of those teams too that I think is just sneaky. Man, they're pressing and trapping all yeah. over the place and just they just play you know, and we always talked about it in coaching. Playing hard hides so many of your flaws. If you'll just play your guts out Man, you just go, man, these guys are really good. I don't know if they're that good, but they play so hard. It hides all their flaws.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing how uh, the odds in in a game of basketball favor those that uh, put the most effort into it. You know, if you play with your hair on fire and you play with a lot of passion and confidence you your coach that way, it it really is amazing what you can get done.
0: All right, Coach, I'm going to put you on the spot. Got 60, what, eight teams here. I'm going to ask you to give us your final four coming out of this thing.
1: Oh, boy. All right, let me see. I think, if I remember right, when I looked at the brackets, I had um, Virginia, Gonzaga, one side of the bracket. Yep. And the other side, I believe, if I remember right, I think I had Villanova beating, I think it was Michigan State. So I'm going to go, Ooh. Nova, Michigan State, Gonzaga, Virginia.
0: That's a nice Final Four. Who you think is going to win the whole thing? You you taking Nova?
1: Yeah, I'm going to take Nova. Yeah, guard play, yep. toughness, coaching, experience at the, at the big game. I'm going to go with Nova.
0: I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. That's a pretty good Final Four. I could see any of those guys getting through and doing that. And, you know, the one thing all those teams have in common, the four you just named – Same thing. They play hard and they play tough. And I know that gets lost so much in today's game. It's fun and it's, you know, shooting threes. and No, no, no. It comes down to can you grind and can you get tough stops and can you have, especially in a tournament like this, can you somehow find a way to win when you don't have your best stuff?
1: Yeah, exactly. No, I think you just said the key to the whole tournament is can you find a way to win on your worst night? And I think all four of those teams, probably can. Uh, the only one I'd worry about the most probably is Gonzaga. But I know the other three, even on the worst night, had to attack the type of kids and coaching that can probably still win a game.
0: Coach, it's going to be a fun tournament. I am looking forward yes, to it. It is. I can't wait to uh, get this thing underway and really start seeing craziness because we know Super Bowl we see blowouts world series is sometimes boring. NBA finals could be a sweep. March madness every single year lives up to all the hype. It's always good. It's never a bad year of March Madness. It's always amazing.
1: Yeah, it delivers year in and year out. And uh, more than one or two magical moments, it has multitudes of magical moments that, uh, you know, just make you happy to be alive and, you know, happy that you get to watch a game you really love. And even even those that don't love the game that much, I think it, uh, Get a lot of enjoyment out of uh, uh, the games and, and the atmosphere. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a great American tradition. You know, probably equal to the World Series and the Super Bowl and, you know, all the other cool things that we do in this country. But uh, it's right up there at the top.
0: Coach, I got to say thank you so much stopping by talking some hoops, talking some NFL. We kind of hit on a few different things. I am hoping we can run you down one more time, maybe toward the end of this tournament, kind of check in, see how things went, see how the, you know, the championship all finishes out. Would love to have you stop back by, but thank you so much for spending the time here with us on the Daily Dose. We appreciate it every time you come by.
1: Oh, I appreciate being on with you and, uh, just love the opportunity to talk, uh, basketball, football, all sports, uh... Uh, it's something that um, i can't tell you how much i enjoy doing and yeah i'd love to check back in and see how wrong our predictions are or how right they are <laughs> and uh you know catch up and see what uh what the next steps are in, in this crazy athletic world of ours
0: we will definitely do that coming up very very soon
1: all right sounds great
0: hey coming back we will get to our daily dose top five of course nFL free agency did begin this week And we've been seeing players moving teams and taking new deals. And we see a lot of different contracts. We see multi-years. We see multi-millions of dollars. But who is it that is really getting paid? We have five players that are going to be getting a bunch this year. Just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping to do, you might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose for all of the latest pop culture collectibles. Featuring your favorite TV shows, movies, and video games. March's Loot Crate theme is called Playback. And it features items from Back to the Future, Sonic the Hedgehog, Dungeons & Dragons, and The Simpsons. The best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out. Just make sure you type Daily Dose into the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order. And if you're not interested in any of those franchises, that's okay. Go over to Loot Crate. I promise you, you're going to find something over there that is going to suit what you need. Make sure that you stop by Loot Crate. Com. Now, as we do every single week, we have got to get to our Daily Dose Top 5. And what we're going to be looking at today is who in the NFL is going to be getting paid a ton in 2018. Now, to be fair, this could change. If someone comes along and makes another huge offer, then this could all change. Because see, here's the thing. Guaranteed contracts in the NFL are really starting to become the rage. It isn't about how long of a deal you can get like it used to be. It used to be, oh yeah, you got a seven-year deal. You don't want anything near that now. Now, it is all about that guaranteed money in the NFL because here's the deal. If you don't produce, they'll just cut you. So we see these NFL deals and you hear a number like a four-year, $55 million deal. Yeah, that NFL player is never seeing 55 million bucks. He's not. He's going to get like 12 in the first year He'll get like eight in the second year. Maybe he gets 12 in the third year and 13 in the fourth year. But see, here's the thing. NFL teams are going to cut him after year two. So it's really a two-year deal for $20 million. Hey, don't go spending 55 million bucks, young fella. You don't have that kind of cash. So today on our Daily Dose Top 5, we are going to look at the NFL players that are going to be due the most guaranteed money in 2018 now like i said it could change if someone comes along and makes i don't know nadamikan sue a huge offer then he may step into this area but i doubt he'll get this much now again we're not naming the five biggest contracts in the nfl that would be a different list but we have started seeing players asking again and again for that guaranteed money a 3 year deal for 50 million bucks but 38 of it is guaranteed Yes, that's a much better deal. It is all about that guaranteed cash these days. So which players are currently set to receive the most guaranteed money in 2018? Here is our top five. And I want you to see if you notice a trend in these players. Number five on our list. Five. You know, coming into the league, this guy was the next great can't miss prospect because Andrew Luck had all of the tools he had the size, he had the smarts, he had the athleticism. Luck started off his career 33-15 and 15 in his first three seasons. But then the Colts have struggled to surround him with much talent. And also, Andrew Luck has struggled to stay out of harm's way, trying to make the big play instead of trying to protect himself. In the past three seasons, Andrew Luck has played in just 22 out of 48 games. He missed all of 2017 with that shoulder injury. And it still doesn't sound like it's right. I mean, I guess we'll wait and see. But it still doesn't sound like that shoulder is all the way healed. So where does he go from here? The Colts don't have much of a supporting cast. And now it sounds kind of like ownership doesn't fully believe that Luck is as hurt as he says he is. But Andrew Luck is due $44 million guaranteed money in 2018. That makes him number five on our list. Moving up to number four, Four. this guy's a two-time Super Bowl champion, and in winning those Super Bowls, I don't know how, but he somehow managed to beat the greatest quarterback in the history of time. Just ask the media. So in 2015, when the New York Giants gave Eli Manning a four-year, $84 million extension, who could blame them? I mean, he's won two Super Bowls. He is a future Hall of Famer, right? But if you look at Eli Manning going 26 and 37 in these past three seasons, the narrative kind of changes, doesn't it? You start talking about, I don't know, benching him or cutting him or getting rid of the guy that somehow beat Tom Brady not once but twice. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think Eli Manning is worth $54 million guaranteed this season? Yeah, I didn't think so. But that's what he's due. 54 million bucks. He comes in at number four. Moving on to number three on our list of the top five NFL players that are due the most guaranteed money in 2018. Okay, so think of the best players in the entire NFL. Which players come to mind right now? I mean, we have what? Tom Brady, Julio Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Antonio Brown, I don't know, like Von Miller, Aaron Donald will put some defensive guys in there, Drew Brees, Luke Keekly. So how far down the list do you think I would have to go before I got to Alex Smith? Alex Smith has now played in the NFL for 12 seasons. He's 88, 62 and one as a starter. Sounds pretty good. Of course, he's just two and five in the postseason. This past season, the Kansas City Chiefs apparently felt like he wasn't one of the best players in the league because they shipped him to Washington following the season for a decent young cornerback and a third round draft pick. But hey, Alex Smith is due $55 million guaranteed this year. He comes in at number three on our list. Number two on our list is a guy that took a while to figure out the position. But in the past few seasons, it looks like Matthew Stafford might be coming into his own. You know, Stafford tried to get by on just his physical skills in the first few years. And he threw 73 interceptions in those first three, four years. But in the last three seasons, it looks like Stafford is starting to learn how to play the quarterback position. His interceptions have dropped. He's throwing more touchdowns. Still, Matthew Stafford is just 60 and 65 as a starter. Yet this year, 2018, he's due $60.5 million guaranteed money. Yeah, he's coming in at number two. Of course, we all know who's coming in at number one, right? He just signed the deal. Because Kirk Cousins just set a new record for the biggest guaranteed contract, signing with the Minnesota Vikings, three years, 84 million bucks, all of it guaranteed. Hey, not bad for a guy that has only managed to be 26, 30, and 1 as a starter. He's 0 and 1 in the playoffs. I mean, honestly, he hasn't had a ton of help in Washington. But if I put Kirk Cousins on one side and say I put, I don't know, Miami Dolphins quarterback Ryan Tannehill next to him. Could you really tell the difference between the two? Well, yeah, because actually Tannehill has won more games and thrown more touchdowns. $84 million for Kirk Cousins? I like Kirk Cousins. I think he has a shot in Minnesota. It's a lot of guaranteed money to give one guy, isn't it? Did you notice anything here? Did you notice any kind of a trend here with our top five? Yes, of course, five quarterbacks. What does that show you? Teams are desperate for quarterbacks in the NFL. We know that. But it tells me something else. Because while Cousins and Smith are new to their teams, and Cousins at least looks like he has some weapons around him, the rest of these quarterbacks on this list don't have much of a supporting cast, do they? Do you think that's a coincidence? Or do you think it is because of the fact that these quarterbacks have taken a huge chunk of their team's salary cap, and these teams have nothing left To go try to get other talent. I think it just might be that. You take a look at all five of the guys on this list. Every single one of them. With the exception of Cousins. And we'll see what he does. Every single one of them is in a situation. Where they are strapping their team with that giant contract. And they don't have a whole lot of help around them. Going to be interesting to see. How Cousins does in that situation in Minnesota hey it is Friday and we made it through another week next week we will be recapping all of the March Madness craziness looking at NFL free agency and we will begin taking a look at the NBA playoff picture I have to say thank you so much to Russ McKinstry for hanging out with us this week talking hoops we always enjoy your visits Hey, and I want to thank all of you for listening to The Daily Dose every single day. I hope that you are enjoying the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for shopping at Loot Crate. Thank you for subscribing to the show. It is all very appreciated. Have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all Monday. Have a great weekend and enjoy March Madness.